Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Forget everything you think you know. <laughs> Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. All right, everybody. Welcome to the uh, mini pod for mini pod. Yeah, that's right, mini pod for um, X Men Apocalypse. We're going to review this movie um, uh, today. Let's see. Uh, so I'm here. Chris Atkinson from Cinema Sins is here, and Barrett Share from Music Video Sins is here. I am. Uh, Jeremy is not here. He has a lot of stuff on his plate while we do this, so uh, he unfortunately will not be here. Um, but we can we talk about this. We can yeah. talk about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this uh, over the weekend. Um, I actually went. To, I was. I was in a, a part of Georgia that very few people uh, know about. Uh, I drove my mom down to her high school reunion and everything. She needed me to do uh, uh, help her out with that and everything. So I was like in this southern part of Georgia called Alma, Georgia. And, uh, there was a point in the evening where I decided I'm going to drive down to Jacksonville, Florida. Are you serious? I am serious. <laughs> How I far drew, away was it? Uh, it's a hundred miles away. Jesus. Uh, but you know, there's nothing going on, man. There's nothing yeah, going I'm on now. And we were at a, we're at this thing, this place called the Blueberry Inn, which is, uh, you know, it's a golf course, um, slash, I mean, it's way out in the middle of nowhere. And so, like, I'm sitting there, there was, like, a little function or whatever that I attended, and then it was, like, you know, 7 o'clock. And I was like, man, what am I going to do? I'm going to sit in my, I'm going to sit in this hotel room for the next few hours just doing nothing. I just decided I'm going to do the crazy thing and drive down to Jacksonville, Florida. Um and, uh, and, 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 you know, there were, the closest theater, according to Fandango, was, like, 20-something miles away. So I could have gone <laughs> to that, decided, no, but I said, it. nah, fuck that. Uh, wow. So I went down to Jacksonville, Florida, and I went to this theater. It was really cool, actually. Um, it's an AMC that it has a bar inside of it. Uh, nice. Uh, called MacGuffins. Yeah, uh, that's they don't have those in Nashville? No, they don't. I don't understand they're that. At all the ones, they ha- they're at all the ones in Chicago, all the AMCs. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. my God. See, we don't have AMC here. We used to a long time ago. Fountain Square used to be an AMC. Oh, yeah. It's just Regal and... Regal um, and Carmike. And then Carmike. there's like occasional, like, I think there's a Rave and there's uh, maybe one other chain that's got like one theater here or whatever. Mm-hmm. But no, we don't have anything cool like that, man. Like Regal, when they, when they come in... It's like, ah, look at that. We've got stereo and, uh, you know, and uh, stadium seating. You know, that's that's their big, that's their big. And maybe an RPX. That'll be their big thing. But, you know, a lot of these theaters are doing really good things where they're where they're like, you know what? Let's let's up the ante a little bit. Here's a bar. And yeah. inside the theater, they have nothing but recliners as chairs. Yeah, I love that. 
Oh, it's so badass. Oh, wow, it's so badass. Did you pick your seats? Yeah, and you can pick your seat, too. And, 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 like, I always wonder this about Nashville because we're this city that's, like, we're an it city. But we're just, we don't have those type of things. Yeah. That just drives me insane. It's the little things. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I, I, it's pretty much all I go to is AMC up here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, all of them have the reclining seats. They have the bars in there. Some of them have like the, the full arcades and stuff like that. And yeah. Yeah, it's it's awesome, man. The the reclining seats, like there's so much elbow room and you just relax and it's it's terrific. There's the only problem. The drawback is there's like 20 seats in the theater. So if you don't yeah. get in there, like uh, for you know a new uh, a new release, uh, you may be out of luck. But yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> but uh, you know, and also it even seems like even though uh, I actually happen to be sitting near one of these people, so I didn't get the full effect. But they also seem to have sort of combated this cell phone and the theater thing by just putting big walls between you and like the next level down, like at least in the theater that I was in. So like, yeah, I didn't see anybody who was below me. So if they oh. pulled out their phone, I didn't see it, but there was a guy, there was a person right next to me who kept shining her cell phone in her face, sitting there like, you know, updating whatever the Kardashians were doing. Yep. I'm completely, you know, I'm completely (laughs) stereotyping, you know, a young lady there. And I'm sorry about that. But, you know, uh, but whatever, you know, whatever was important enough to shine that shine, that huge bright light in, they did it the whole movie. So Um, you were very comfortable in watching this X-Men movie. I was very comfortable. I I had I was I was uh, I, I enjoyed the experience of going into this theater to watch it. Um, Now, the movie itself. Um, I'm going to say just right off the bat, not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, but still, it's still, it's still too much for, for me, uh, to, to deal with. There's too many characters and there's just, I mean, can we focus on anything anymore? There's so much going on in X-Men Apocalypse that I, I had, I just had a really hard time, you know, figuring out. And there was some times during the battles, like towards the end where, you know, and, and let's and not neglecting the fact that it's yet another cutathon. <laughs> I was, I was genuinely several times going, which side are they on again? I was genuinely sitting there to myself. I was like, Oh, that storm. And we've known storm for a really long time is, is the, is one of the good characters. And then, and then like, Oh yeah, she's, she was recruited by apocalypse in this movie. So she's technically one of the bad guys, but then, you know, she's struggling with it because she doesn't like what she sees and all this other stuff. But there's all these characters like, Oh, which, which one are they on? Which side are they on? I can't, you have Magneto doing his own thing for a whole while uh, for a whole time. And then before he gets recruited uh, towards the end. Uh, But you know, there's, there's so many different things going on at once that, it's you know it's uh, I think mess uh, a mess appropriately describes this movie. Yeah. So to start off to say obviously this is a spoilery uh, conversation we're going to get into. Yes. You know, the ins and the outs of of all of this, but uh, I actually texted Chris as soon as I got out of the theater because I was interested in his opinion. Obviously, I like this movie more than I thought I was going to, and that's mm-hmm. like I I kind of liked it. Actually. Okay. Okay. 
So yeah, it was it was weird because I've always liked the X Men uh, series from the the first trilogy. I didn't mind the last stand, even though it was pretty much hot garbage. Yeah. You know what? I was the same way about last stand. Like it was, uh, I think it was a movie that a lot of people just, just love to rip on just because, and, and Brett Ratner doesn't help anything. You know, he, he's, he never makes anything better. Yeah. Um, but I, I also thought just like this movie, it was just, uh, it was like, it's like unfairly dumped on because of some other external factor, you know, <laughs> yeah. even well, though last stand's I, not a great movie. I'm not trying to say that. What I loved about last stand is how they completely innocuously introduced this, uh, this idea about classes of mutants, like <laughs> like a class five. This is the most powerful oh, class yeah. four, class five. But <laughs> yeah. I was reminded of that, and we'll just get right into. It. I was reminded of that when uh, Xavier uh, was looking in Cerebro for Rose Byrne, and completely misses that there's a huge ass mutant, like probably sixty feet away from her. Buried in this thing. Oh, yeah. And, like, if he had turned it on mutant vision, uh, he would have completely noticed this whole thing that created this whole big earthquake and everything that yeah. was felt around the world, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just thought that was hilarious. Like, oh, there she is. And he's completely missing, like, the, the you know, the original mutant. Yeah. Well, and look, and Rose Byrne is not uh, the most important. I mean, she's probably the least essential character in the movie. And then you have Olivia Munn, who's yeah. also right there. <laughs> but is right there. But like Rose Byrne, uh, like she was in X-Men First Class, another movie that I really liked. I, mm-hmm. I really liked First Class. Um, uh, but uh, she, she's just kind of randomly thrown into it. Like, oh, yeah. Remember Rose Byrne? Uh, let's well, put her doesn't. back. Yeah, she doesn't. Exactly. And, 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 and for some reason... I'll never understand this. Like, oh, I just happen to be investigating this big thing that's happening in this movie. You know, that's yeah. why they need her is because mm-hmm. is that she knows about apocalypse and, and or she knows about the story behind it and everything. Like, why are you investigating this again? Why is this? Is it CIA or FBI or whatever? Why are they investigating this again? Why is this <laughs> a big deal? And why is it her? Per, why is it? Her personally, you know, I, just, you know, I never understood that, but she's into it. It's but, you, because one, they one need thing. to put her back in, and James McAvoy can get another love, get the love interest back. But anyway, exactly. No, I mean, what I liked about the, I think the overall reason that I like this movie is that it, the thing that bothered me so much about Civil War and Batman v Superman was this uh, obsession on like how many deaths they've caused. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's the driving yeah. force with both of those movies of just like, oh man, we killed all those people in the line of fire. And X-Men doesn't give a shit about oh, anybody they certainly else. Don't. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think a lot has already been said about it, but Magneto at the end kills probably millions of people. At Absolutely. The end. Yeah. yeah. And, and then everything's kind of just, eh, it's, it's cool at the end of it, you know? <laughs> It's all right. Since you around the mansion, yeah, since you right. since you changed for good at the end, you know, you know, we'll we'll let you slide on that one. Um, yeah. Well, what did you like about? It? Um, okay, yeah, I, and in fact, that is a good question because I was about to say, uh, Evan Peters as Quicksilver. Oh is, yeah, is is so outstanding. In fact, both the scenes that he has in uh, X Men: Days of Future Past and this are mm-hmm. probably some of the best uh, comic book 
uh, hero stuff that we've seen in anything. Yeah. Uh, in the past few years, um, because they're so fun. They're so they're so fun. And 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 maybe because everything is slowed down for us, like we have his perspective on mm. everything. You know, we see what's going on. We it doesn't it doesn't resort to the quick cutting and all that. We see we see what he sees. And it's and it's, you know, it's always thrilling and tremendous. And he's just always he's just engaging. Um, so that's a, that's a huge part of why you would want to go see this movie is, is, you know, once again, he's got one of his scenes and it's like, I I could, I could stand for a movie of this. I do wonder if Quicksilver could have his own movie because you, you, how many times are you going to do that one thing over and over again? But I I may, I I could watch it though. Yeah, I could watch it. Yeah, um, I mean that that was so well thought out. It was so well planned, and it was so well executed. I actually went back and watched like the making of that scene, and they mm-hmm. had this special camera at uh, you know frames per second and everything. And you know he was on a treadmill, and he had his stunt double. Like everything was just really, really. If they put that much thought into the the entirety of these movies, we would get outstanding movies. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's relegated to, you know, little scenes. The other thing that I loved about this McAvoy's performance, I thought, is really good. He doesn't actually get enough to do, I don't think, in this in this movie. Well, and a lot of these guys, they don't. Uh, it, it's, I mean, there's so much waste uh, in yeah. in a movie like this. Um, like for you know, Jennifer Lawrence is Mystique, and and this, I mean, is this a is this a female character thing? Because we've ne- I mean, again, I've mentioned three females in this movie who had nothing to do, and yeah. Mystique seems kind of uh, you know thrown by the wayside too. Although it does also, I mean, it, it could also be just the fact that Jennifer Lawrence seems like she's done with the series she's too. Checked out. Yeah, so it could be just that. Hey, look, I'll I'll be there. You know, you can put my name on the billboard and all that, and and you know, I, I'll do my five minutes of whatever I'm going to do in this, and um, because she doesn't have much to do either. I I, I think uh, Sophie Turner is Jean Grey. I mean, what are we gonna th- what do we say about that? Well. I mean, how much do you want to screw with the the timeline? I guess they've completely Whoa. just thrown it out the window. They have blown it up, man. Yeah. I I watch. I was when I was watching this, I was sitting there thinking, how much of this uh, have they just decided? How much of the other X Men's have they decided just haven't just don't happen anymore? Yeah, uh, if it's over five years ago, people have forgotten about it. So because we'll just it out the window. In Days of Future Past, it's pretty clear they just want to get rid of the Wolverine movies and X Men Three. Yeah. And and sort of say, well, X-Men and X-Men 2 are the good ones. And, you know, and it just so happens to be Brian Singer on all of these. But yeah, um, but uh, but uh, but now there's some things that have happened in the first X-Men and X2 that don't make any sense anymore. If if they're saying those two movies still happen, her character uh, in this movie, Jean Grey's character is essentially the exact same arc as it was in X2. Right. She was developing these powers. She was learning to control them and everything. And then she basically turns into Dark Phoenix at the at the end of both of them. Well, she she they at the end of the second one, it's implied that she does. Like, right. like we don't know if she's dead or whatever. But or was it the she, see no, that she the, does a miraculous 
act at the end of both of them where she holds up the water and then she lifts up the ship and everything in X2. Mm. And now she has this hero moment at the end of uh, Apocalypse. Because Last Stand is where she just can't control it. She's like blowing up the whole world with it and everything. But yeah, in this one... Um, you know, we, we we're actually talking a lot about this final battle before we even get to, we haven't even gotten to the Oscar Isaac stuff yet, but, uh, but you know, the final battle, I, I'm just like, if this guy is as powerful as you say he is, uh, why does, I, I know he's taken on like a whole team of X-Men at this point, And then mm. her coming in as the Phoenix at the end. It's supposed to be that last cherry, but they're making it seem like she does it all on her own. Pretty much is like all they need is her to just blow up there and, yeah. uh, and, and he'll die. And I don't never, I'll, I'll never understand that. They can they have a hard time in movies quantifying someone's power. They don't yeah. want to make it too big. They don't want to make it, uh, to the point where there's so many weak points. So, it, so basically it just comes down to, well, that seems good. And, yeah. and they just go and that's what, that, that's what happens. So like, you know, at the end of this, there's all these, uh, all these guys like going and, you know, doing their different powers, which is cool. I like the idea that they had to team up and everything, but I still don't understand why he dies or why it works because yeah. they've made him so powerful that he can stop Quicksilver in the middle of his run and he can stop, uh, you know, all this stuff that's coming at him. And he's just like, and then I guess finally there was, it was too many. There was just too many. He didn't, he just couldn't do it anymore, but yeah, but he um, was conveniently weakened at that point that, you know, I mean, this is a guy that can look at you and kill you, you know, just by, by thinking about it. And by the end of it, he's just kind of a typical stock villain. So, yeah. But. And, and so let's talk about apocalypse for a second because, uh, the, Okay, so he wakes up and he immediately says, I need some followers. And I, I always wonder, why? Why do you need some followers? <laughs> I didn't know why those were president in the first place, right? Why does he need the four horsemen, basically? Right. I don't get it. If you have this much power that you can just, you can make people better with your, with, you know, whatever you want to do. Uh, you can make people better. You can do all these things on your own and all that. It's it's almost like it kind of reminds me a little bit of, uh, uh, is it Siler on Heroes? The one uh-huh. that, yeah, the where he where he could uh, uh, basically just anybody's power he could take for his own. And that's that's how he, mm-hmm. you know, you know, whatever. It, it's kind of like that, uh, although I'm sure Apocalypse came way before Siler did. Uh, uh, but uh, but like. It's kind of like that, but, but he's got so much power already that I just don't I like, and then, and what's the end game? You know, I'm going to blow up the earth. Okay. So what then? What took him so long though? Couldn't yeah. he just do that by himself? That's right. That's what, that's what I'm getting at. If Ever he, to, to blow up this world. If he's got that kind of power already, he doesn't need to recruit anybody and, and he can just do it. And, and what, is he worried about, he, about getting arrested or something? I don't get it. Yeah. I, I, I'll never understand that. And so and that's another funny thing about this movie too, is that he wakes up and he just happened like storm just happens to be around <laughs> this area at the time he wakes up and she like steals, uh, to, to, you know, keep her family uh, going or whatever. So she steals money from the like marketplace or whatever. 
just happens to do that right around the time apocalypse is wandering around the same place <laughs> and she gets in a fight and he's like i notice her skills i'll help her out and you know and and you know turns one of the guys into the building or whatever he does <laughs> he i don't understand brutalizes what these people right uh and 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 you know recruit storm and then storm like oh okay well then we can go to this place and we can run into these people and he's like <laughs> You know, it's like this guy that, you know, the weird, uh, whatever, bald, crazy eye guy or whatever, like they go underground and it's like, I need some of your best. And there it is. There's Olivia Munn and, <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, Olivia Munn, who's Psylocke. And I have no idea who she's supposed to be or what she's able to do. And I'm still, I'm still <laughs> clueless on that after this movie. I think mainly her, her powers are staring, uh, st- staring at something off screen mm-hmm. and, and, and looking, you know, looking mean about it and then walking away. That's pretty yeah. much her powers. Very useful. Yeah, yeah. He literally recruits the first two mutants that he runs into and then asks them if they have any friends. Yes. And, and, and that's it. That's going to be his half of his four horsemen of the apocalypse. But there's there's one scene in that that I thought was hilarious. One scene in that uh, in Storm's house when he goes into, he pulls like a Lilu thing, touches the TV, which is also a mutant power apparently. Yeah, and learns everything. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And 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 you know what? I love. I don't. I mean, I, this is an ironic love, but I love when. Uh, you know, somebody can just touch a TV and you know what? It's always these, these flash images that show up. They're all, they always have the same images. Like Mm -hmm. it's always like war and all this, all this destruction and everything. And that's what he, that's how he learns everything is because, Mm -hmm. because he saw a tank, uh, uh, just kind of driving down a street <laughs> in Russia somewhere, you know, uh, but it's always those images, you know, it's like uh, these, these things that just <laughs> like, it's just a random assortment of like, oh. you know what? I'm a peace loving person. Let's put all this war <laughs> stuff in there. It's like clockwork orange or something like uh-huh. that, you know? Um, so, uh, so yeah, yeah. He just kind of like learns everything he needs to know from the TV. And, and, and that's one of those powers where you're like, okay, so why do you, again, why do you need anybody? <laughs> You've got yeah. everything at your fingertips. Literally You've got TV learning power just by touching yeah. like an old tube TV that was playing like I dream of genie or something like that. And, <laughs> you know, somehow was able to connect via the. I don't know. It wasn't even a coax. It was like, uh, it was an antenna and suddenly he, he knows everything about him. Well, it's kind of like, uh, culture. it's kind of like what, um, Scarlett Johansson does in Lucy where she's, she, you know, she's like, Oh, I need to speak to Morgan Freeman stat. <laughs> and then she just kind of like touches a, you know, a TV <laughs> or something and is able to get into his hotel room, you know? <laughs> uh, Oh my God, that movie's awful. I yeah. don't want to, ever want to like compare lucy to any of the three movies we've reviewed so far i mean lucy is worse than batman v superman that's how bad that's how bad that movie is um but uh yeah i mean uh, sort of going back to the timeline it's it is hard to it is hard to figure out where exactly they are because even after x-men days of future past uh, they, it seemed like they said, well, okay, well, this is how, this is what we've established and everything. And, and yet Wolverine is still like captured by striker in this yeah. and, and he becomes weapon X. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, which is, uh, you know, supposed to be uh, huge for comic book nerds and not me because I have no idea what that means. There's a lot of comic book lip service paid in this uh, in this movie. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and I don't know. I mean, to me, I, th- I thought Wolverine was cool enough to, do we have to make him something even more terrifying now. <laughs> you know, the guys that was are a fun scene though. It was a fun scene. You're absolutely right. Um, there, and, and you know, you were, that's a good scene. And the, uh, the Magneto scene with all the soldiers who find out who he is, Mm-hmm. Um, uh, where he were, you know, <laughs> I, I was actually, I, you know what here, I couldn't, uh, it, you know, there's, there's tragedies that happen in movies and, and you can't help but laugh a little bit sometimes, even in the face of tragedy, but he, the, the, his, his wife and daughter die because a guy can't hold his arrow and a bow and arrow. <laughs> And he shoots it perfectly into her back to him. You couldn't do that if you tried. I know. I know. I was sitting and and actually for a minute, just for a minute. And before I regained sanity, I was like, why was that motherfucker holding a bow and arrow anyway? You know? And I was like, oh yeah, because they couldn't have metal and all this other bullshit. Yeah. Okay. But but they wrangled up as soon as they knew that this guy was Magneto, they wrangled up wood ass bow and arrows yeah then apparently they had just been hanging out like in the, in the police yeah. armory right like, hang on guys yeah. let's bring the wooden bow and arrows that don't have a you know a metal tip on yeah. them like <laughs> exactly this is from the prussian dynasty yeah, for this moment to yeah. use these old ass bow and arrows wooden thing and yeah. make sure to keep them cocked the entire time just to accidentally shoot a small child right they could have i mean i mean yeah i mean they had to have gotten those out of a out of a museum right there's no way it's just you know yeah you're right it was a silly scene the 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 arrow just coming in and and not only killing his daughter but his wife as well you know in one shot you know it's it's uh it was just insane and then uh and then you know he goes but right after that silliness and everything he does he finds like a piece of metal or whatever whatever that was uh that was on his daughter's neck and and then proceeds to make it just go through like space invaders and cut down all these you know these german soldiers and everything yeah, you know poor bastards absolutely but that's a that's a thing about this we've just talked about a whole big scene here that was just it was it's kind of uh, you know I, I wouldn't say unimportant but it's it's it just adds to how much stuff you got to keep up with mm-hmm. in it and 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 I and I feel like every time I see Charles and Magneto or if you just want to call him Eric uh, every time I see those two guys on the screen and Charles is they're doing that tug of war about what's right and everything mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen this in so many movies now that I'm just tired of it. Just, you know, can we end this discussion? I mean, isn't it better that Magneto is just a bad guy and does bad things? And do we have to go through that whole, uh, he's been trying to do this to him it, through the, through the first class series. He's been trying to do this three times and he did it, of course, all through the uh, original X-Men's too. Um, like the very end, you know, there's that chess match that they're in the first one yeah. where they're like, you know, he, where he's, he's basically, you know, he's, he still thinks that Eric can be good and all that. And we've seen this. 
I've seen this con- conversation every time they talk, every time they do this. I'm like, God, did you do you not remember how many times you've already done this? Like, especially in first class where they're on the plane and Magneto gets pissed off and, you know, he nearly takes the plane down with them and all this other stuff. You know, it's mm-hmm. like we've we know where you guys are on this argument. Yeah, uh, I think they could just give it a passing comment because I, I actually like that interplay where it's like he's not going to give up on him no matter what he does. But, like, we get it. We get it by now. Like, just kind of do it in passing and and let us know that he still loves him and he still wants him to come over to the good side. I mean, we could have been fine with just that close to final scene where they they finally actually share screen time Mm -hmm. and and just kind of, like, check in and be like, hey, still evil? All right. All right. Just check it. I mean, you know, I I agree. I agree it's good. Like, I I enjoy their interplay, but... I have now seen it in so many movies. I just, it writes itself. I know exactly what they're going to say. There's, and I've heard it just so many times. It gets to the point of just being a a time filling annoyance at this point. It it feels like they could somehow make this argument a little, I mean, I don't know. They could make this a little bit more of a um, less vocal about everything. They know where they stand. They just yeah, need to they could be less explicit about it. Right. So uh, that's where that's where I am on that. Um, well, what do you think of there's been a lot written about Oscar Isaac's performance and, of course, so the, the crazy looking makeup and stuff like that. What do you think of Oscar Isaac's in, in the in the role? Oh, he's totally fine. He's, he's yeah, right. Yeah, he's totally fine. He, he's like, totally fine. Yeah. I mean, he's overqualified for this yeah. role. Um, and uh Right now, he's just one of those it guys. I mean, I I enjoy seeing him uh, every time. It doesn't matter what he's playing. Um, he's just one of those. He's just one of those actors. He's very magnetic, and you know, he's he rules in Force Awakens, and mm-hmm. he he rules in Ex Machina, and and uh, I, I'm always looking forward to him. So yeah, totally fine for what this role is. He's overqualified for it. He doesn't. Again, he his. What? How do you play a guy who has all the power in the world? I mean, he's of course you're going to be like what he is in this movie, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't. Uh, are you seeing a lot of negative on this? I've seen a lot of people just basically just mention that. Oh, you did. I didn't even know it was him until like halfway through or whatever. That's the I've main seen, thing. Yeah, I've seen a lot of negative, and I've seen a lot of. Oscar Isaac was wasted and okay. Yeah, I guess so. But like, you know, you want to bring some gravitas to, to, uh, this character. And if it was just some random guy off the the street, I don't think it would have had any impact. I mean, you know, so he, I think he got as much out of it as he possibly could. And I think that's uh, because he's, he's so talented and I just like watching him, even if it's under, you know, 10 inches of uh, neoprene <laughs> yeah. makeup and craziness, but yeah, pretty good. I'll tell you what I really liked. And it's a, one thing that shared all, all three of these superhero movies for me, uh, was I really liked the opening scenes from all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think they were well paced. I think even like the whole crazy Bruce Wayne speeding through, uh, Metropolis, I know it has its faults and all that stuff, but I thought that was one of the most exciting parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really liked aside from the fact that I saw it in 3D and do not see this movie in 3D. It's it's horribly distracting. Well, 
and I'll interject. I don't watch anything in 3D anymore. No. Um, yeah. The the I did once because it was uh, because it was a time issue, and I regretted it. And I think it was Avengers: Age of Ultron, actually. Yeah. Um. And 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 then I only did it because I I was I just had to watch it at that one time, or else mm-hmm. it was going to be like you know months before I could see it. So, um. So like yeah, I. I uh, it, 3D to me, and and this is coming from a movie, <laughs> a, a former movie projectionist, and everything. I used to when we got 3D technology, I would just go for the 3D and just say, "All right, I'm going to watch the 3D version because, hey, why not?" And after time, I was just, I, it just, I, it just doesn't add anything to. I mean, every once in a while, it does. You get a gravity or something like that is a good one. Yeah. Um, I, I will only watch 3D when it's something like that. Other than that, you know, there's no need for this to be 3D. Anyway, go no, on. It's not. Oh, it was so distracting. But that opening scene I thought was exciting. It, it, it reminded me, of course, it was like ancient Egypt and all that stuff. And, um, you know, there's just a lot of kinetics. It was a lot going on. It was a lot to keep up with. But I think it was pretty well done. And I think it set up, you know, the 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 movie pretty well. Yeah, nearly wordless, and uh-huh. and and you and you don't know what exactly is going on, but it's easy to figure out, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so yeah, I enjoyed it too. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think all these things are just trying to catch up to, uh, to to how they start. Yeah, so to, my summary is that I, this was the most fun superhero movie that I've seen, except for Deadpool, obviously. Deadpool's right, a right. whole different universe. But between Batman v Superman, Civil War, and X-Men Apocalypse, I had more fun with this. It's just a more fun collection of scenes. It's certainly not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, it maybe because they didn't dwell on the the mass of humanity that they've you know they've murdered uh, maybe that's why I liked it more yeah um sick. I I think I did I think I like this movie a little bit more than Civil War too I like I like this movie better than bring out the pitchforks uh I know I know I mean I know that you know for the various reasons people. Uh, disagree or 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 think Civil War is a great movie and everything. I'm I'm always going to pretty much stay with what I what I believe on that. And it's just the action scenes for me in Civil War just are just if you had if you did it with a little bit more time and care, I would be on board with Civil War. Mm-hmm. But the the whole whole reason for that movie being in existence is the is the battles and. And, uh, you know, it's cut to death and I don't know what's going on and I don't give a shit. So, you know, that's what happens. <laughs> X-Men Apocalypse is the same exact way, by the way, if if not worse. I mean, it has the yeah. same sort of deal. I'm not going to. And, and you know, it, when I say X-Men Apocalypse, I liked it a little bit better in Civil War. It's just it's just because it's just I mean, I mean, just a couple of things are better. It's not like it's such a great movie or anything. Yeah. We're not giving this like a super positive review by any means. And you liked it way better than I did. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a little bit more fun than Civil War for me. Um, but um, but I think what people are going to hear out of this is they loved X-Men Apocalypse and they hated Civil War. That's what they're going to come <laughs> out of that with. Um, the main thing is I think we could probably make a good case for a quick silver movie. Yeah, how about this? Quicksilver and Nightcrawler Road Movie. Ooh, nice. 
they just I mean, can you imagine like on the road with Quicksilver Quicksilver and, and Nightcrawler? Or oh, or awesome. Fear and Loathing with <laughs> Nightcrawler and I mean it would be the best movie ever. And like, and like, think about it, like uh, Quicksilver, like maybe they could find a way where Quicksilver and Nightcrawler had to work together somehow. They both have almost similar powers, right? Like, yeah. you know, one just kind of, one kind of disappears and he, I can go anywhere that I know I've been before and I can, or anything that I can see, you know, like maybe, you know, and then by using, by using, uh, you know, uh, Charles Xavier, they can somehow like, you know, transmit their powers into each other and like, you know, go places that are, you know, amazing, you know, really yeah. quick. Uh, I'm sure it's been done in the comics before. I'm probably not doing anything original at all. They probably have done a Quicksilver Nightcrawler road movie somewhere in the or, or road comic book somewhere. <laughs> It's probably in like, you know, Amazing Tales, number 17. Uh, it's on the third page. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As soon as Nightcrawler was introduced into the Marvel canon, he and Quicksilver were buddies. Um, and you know what? And all, after all Love that. Love your comic book nerd voice. That's my favorite one. <laughs> um, it, it, all that. We haven't even talked about fucking cyclops and havoc and all these oh, people i mean, yeah. I mean oh yeah somebody died in this movie yeah yeah that's yeah. exciting someone died that's yeah that's an improvement yeah <laughs> all this stuff going on somebody finally dies <laughs> um yeah there's so much going on it's a mess i think overall i would you know this is this is like a, a b minus maybe yeah. B minus movie uh, perfect type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two and a half star, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's not as bad as probably you've been led to believe, but it's, it's not, you know, we're not saying it's great. It's just, there's some scenes that are just, you have to watch them. It's fun. Good scenes. Um, all right. So we're going to wrap this up. And if you guys uh, want to go to SoundCloud and tell us uh, if we're uh, way off base on these comic book movies that we've seen this year, I think I think it's pretty safe to say that between Barrett and I, uh, we'd say what Deadpool number one. Oh yeah, Apocalypse a barely number two, like a distant second. Yeah, yeah, a way distant second. But way yeah, I distant. Second. That, I would put that as number two. That's yeah, crazy. it is crazy, yeah. right? And, and, and in Civil War, Civil War is basically a Civil War is basically a tie, or uh, or you know, you know, the same thing. And then Batman v Superman, obviously the dregs of the the yeah. superhero movies we've seen. We've seen four fucking superhero movies already. Yeah. Um, and there's more to come. But uh, anyway, if you want to go to SoundCloud and say that we're way off base, I'm sure that you will. Uh, we can take it. Go ahead and give it your best shot, motherfuckers. Um, uh, but anyway, we are we are enjoying reading the comments on SoundCloud, so go on over there. Uh, but uh, that will be our mini pod for th- this a week. Uh, we'll be doing a few of these over the summer for big ones and everything, big movies, big releases. Uh, so, uh, but anyway, that one that one's this one for this week. Uh, this is Chris Atkinson with Barrett Share signing off. We'll see you next time. See you. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com.
I, I can't wait to kill my next hooker. Um, mm-hmm. Fuck Jeffrey. Fuck him right in the ear.